Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Good afternoon, everyone. If I sound a little low energy, it's because I spent four days pounding up and down the stairs at the XL Energy Center. The coffee was in short supply. I didn't have nearly enough caffeine. But anyway, welcome to Her Ice, our season recap episode. I'm Peter Adi. I'm here with Todd Houck. Todd, how you doing? I'm doing well. Welcome to season two, or I want to say our final one of the season, regular season. It's our, hope, fi- it's our final one of the I'm season. I'm hoping, I'd be nice to kind of have State a, title games are done. Have a summer one here and there. But yeah, episode 12 is uh, right here in front of us. Um, on a beautiful sunny day here in Bloomington where um, it may be 20 degrees, but it is sunny and 70 at YHH Studio 1A. As always is where we do our podcast. As always. Yeah. So Consistency. Uh, it is. Um, Horizon is proudly sponsored by, this week is sponsored by Brew Pub Lotsa Matza. So, and they were definitely helping us out this past weekend as we were doing a, our that Saturday. taco pizza was incredible. Oh, taco Kringle was amazing. Oh, my gosh. And let me tell you, if you want a pizza that's going to slap in the face but not rip your tongue out of your mouth, get the Lotsa Hotsa Matza. Italian sausage, spicy Italian sausage, red pepper, and jalapenos. Is a winner winner pizza dinner. So hey, if you folks are getting that urge, that hungry brew pub pizza specifically designed for hunger in mind. They have not just a little bit of cheese. How much cheese, Peter? A half pound of Wisconsin mozzarella a half cheese. Freaking pound. So make sure and get to your local uh, grocery store or convenience store and get yourself some lots of matzah. Pizzas. All right. Well, let's start wrapping this uh, this season, which came to a put a bow on it. Yes, uh, on Saturday. Let's start with the double A, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, let's just start right off the way. And over five, Edina three. Let's that was go. Big time. Let's discuss. It was big time. Honestly, I watched the first period in the in the press box while I was writing the story from the one A final, and boom, Edina scores. And then it was something like fifty seconds later, he scored again. And I think everybody in the box just kind of looked at each other like, oh, boy, here we go. But credit to Andover. They didn't waver from their game plan at all. They kept firing pucks. They kept shooting, 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 uh, making Uma very uncomfortable. And the Huskies come away with the win. That place was rocking, man. When Issa Gettle got that empty net goal, that place was as loud as I've ever heard it. And I've been there for wild games when it sold out. So let's talk about how did Andover come back. I know you just we talked about that. I was at Saga Saturday Central, so I was watching <laughs> it on a tape delay or delay when you've seen it live. Section sh- section section Saturday Sections. poop show. Careful. <laughs> no, so we talked a little bit, you know, during the game or whatever. So we were talking about how one of the big keys, obviously, is is Andover staying with the game plan is pestering in front of Uma. She gave up the first time all season more than two goals yep. in that department. And obviously with the two, the, the back-to-back goals with Gabby Krause and Peyton Hemp at the end of the first, that really just, that kind of slowed down the tide. I think the first one was like, wow, oh my gosh, this is not over. This is only 2-1. Yep. And then the second one, you're like, holy mackerel, this is a, this is real. Just how they came back against Minnetonka. And I think there's some chatter going on about how Edina is going to get all the calls and you know they score on two I believe they scored on two power play goals to start the game I I didn't see anything that was that particularly egregious that I didn't think 
shouldn't have been called, but I could see where people might get the wrong impression considering they scored twice on opening power plays. They did, and they are both power plays by uh, Emma Connor and, and Katie Davis. And but the fact that they had six power play opportunities throughout the entire game. Hey, and same thing, second period came <laughs> along, Katie Davis scored early, so that was another power. So Idana was flying as they had three power play goals. But guess what you have to do on the other side of it, and that's what – uh, Andover's do, did extremely well, and all their goals came as empty stress. So did they need an extra person? No. No, they they, they really didn't. They kept, you know, it's, there There were some shouts from the Adina side whenever Uma would cover the puck. She'd get a glove tap. She'd get a pad tap. She'd get uh, a player running into her, maybe bumping her a little bit. And, of course, everybody thinks, you know, it should be a penalty, which it shouldn't. But that was the perfect way to play Uma. You got to make her uncomfortable. You got to let her know that you're going to invade her crease and that she doesn't own the ice that she's playing on. And I think Andover did a great job at that. I think you could say that just about like if you look at all four teams in the final championship, or there's goalies that came into the state tournament. They were hot, had great numbers, great, great save percentages, low goals allowed. If you just mess with them, pester them, get in their head. Things are going to happen for you, and that's exactly what Andover worked on. And honestly, I think you could do that with a forward too. If you get a player who's you know good for four or five goals a game, or well, I mean not four or five, but one or two, you get right up in her grill and you let her know that she's not going to be able to go anywhere without having a defender on her. Exactly. So, so kudos and congratulations to Andover for the first state championship in school history in the hockey side of it. Um, obviously, one of the big. Winners of that game was Gabby Krause with her two goals and one assist mm-hmm. and having the game winner. So that was uh, kudos to her and the rest of the Huskies. On the other side of it, too, is he, he might give some credit to uh, Katie Davis, who did have two goals for two goals. the Hornets, and Uma uh, Cornier, who had 24, uh, 23 saves on the night. So yep. so good for all, both of them. All right, let's slide over to the single A, which was not quite as exciting. Thank goodness this was earlier. It wasn't exciting at <laughs> so, all. So it was the Saturday night tilt, which um, – It wasn't even earlier, though. Well, it was four o'clock start, so it was earlier than the than the other game. But un- unfortunately, it wasn't much pizzazz this one as Breck rolled to a six nothing victory with Yikes. the Lindsay sisters having big games and the Lumberjills uh, Nelson and Bender combo kind of really shut down. Discuss. Uh, I think it was it was in, it was a, the ultimate flex on Breck's part because they have that top group Mobley and Quali and Ashley Halverson, and they've been dynamite all season but then it's their second line that scores and then scores again and then yep. scores again and scores again it was it was almost like breck was taking a flag that said we have depth and just waving it in front of the cloquet bench because after that top line of de leon bender and nelson cloquet doesn't have game breakers up and down the lineup nope and they were putting a lot on their goalie, too, which was going to be a lot for her to take on watching a state championship game go into running time that was that was hard to watch. But uh, I hope I say this right. Araya Kaminsky, who was a goalie that uh, was a goalie. A freshman goalie. For most of the most of the games, she was in there for about 41 minutes. She did have yep. 23 saves um, and did uh, give up five of them before they made a change for Lauren Maslowski. And one of, the, one of the nicest side stories from the tournament was the relationship between Maslowski and Kaminsky because you could see how Maslowski – a senior would be upset have it being usurped by a freshman and you know you go to yep. state for the first time and how long and you want to be the goalie but Maslowski was nothing but supportive watching them before period starts they would share some words and then they'd headbutt which was a 
which was pretty cool. So kudos to Maslowski for taking the high road and providing a leadership role on that lumberjack team. Yeah, good for her. Uh, I guess on the other side of it, too, they were just the obvious, obviously, Brick with um, Sadie Lindsay had two goals and one assist. Uh, Ava Lindsay had a goal and three assists. Mobley had one goal, um, who turned out to be Miss Everything, which we'll get to in just a minute. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so kudos to the Breck Mustangs in their third consecutive single-A championship in yeah, girls' hockey. Yep. That's what we'll say, and we'll keep it right there. Yep, we'll, do, we'll just leave it. We'll let we'll let sleeping Mustangs lie for a little while. A little bit there. All right, let's uh, jump to our next piece where we'll talk about Miss Mobile again as she grabbed, I don't think with any much doubt, the Miss Hockey Award on Sunday night at the banquet yeah. following the tournament. Um, no surprise in your eyes, I'm guessing. Dude, I honestly, I told Tony this, I totally forgot that they were doing Miss Hockey and Senior Goalie of the Year that morning. I was so tired. Uh, Lara, my significant other, and I, we went to brunch, and we were walking the dogs, and I got a buzz on my phone. It says, Mobley named Miss Hockey. Said, hey, honey, Olivia Mobley's Miss Hockey. Who is that? Who is that? I don't know, but now I got to pick up dog poop because the, the yellow lab decided to pop a squat. Well, yeah, that's what that's what they have to do. So, but Olivia Mobley, uh, you can't argue with the resume. She's got the the college commitment. She's got the points. She's got the three-state titles. She was utterly dominant all weekend, and she's, she she's a great player. I mean, I won't say anything to take away from how good she is as a player, and we're not going to sit here and debate whether or not she should have gotten it. The Miss Hockey Committee made their decision. We'll stand by it. Should be. And Mobley had a great weekend, so I want to say she validated what the what the writers and the voters decided for Miss Hockey. She'd uh, let all point – uh, all skaters with uh, eight goals and four assists right. uh, for the weekend. Uh, I believe it was the second game I remember that she had the hat trick. So, um, actually, she had back to backs, didn't she? If I see that right, because she had a goal in the f- third game, so it means you can't get eight goals otherwise. What did she finish? Was she finished with like ninety-two goals this year? Uh, it's probably 50-something. No, it was 50. Let's see, what does she have? I know it was a school record. She had like 53, didn't she, coming into the tournament, something like that? She I'm going gonna, gonna to click on her player profile right, on the girls' do. hockey. Yeah. Please do that. While he's clicking there, I'm going to go to the other side of it. 57 where... goals, 39 assists. She had 96 points this season. Not too bad. Oh, Not... my gosh. Let's look at her career numbers. Not 158 goals, 125 assists, 283 total points. That is ridiculous. I can say that Quinnipiac is getting a good point score. Quinnipiac had a bunch of girls playing in the tournament. They, yes, had, at they, le- they had at least three, and I wrote them down, and I don't remember where I wrote them down. You wrote them down on a piece of paper, I'm uh, sure. Tater. Oh, it's, it's Tater, Mobley, and there's one other. Oh, let me t- I have my master sheet here. Uh, let's see, there's Miss Mobley, and then uh, uh, Nina Steigoff. Steigoff, from, that's who from it was. Hill Murray. And then, uh, well, I'll see Sophie Urban, who was not in the tournament, but she's also a Quinnipiac There it is. Commit. Look at it. It's living in the upper right-hand corner. Oh, it's right there. And there's Tater Tot from Maple Grove, a junior. Yeah. So, so Quinnipiac they, is getting an infusion of talent. They are. So good for them. Good good that for them. You're going to be looking good. All right. Uh, on the other side of it, too, not just the offensive side, but on the defensive side, Miss Goalie. Uh, not really – Best way to phrase it. But, yeah, so she's Senior Goalie of the Year. Goes to Northright County's Anna Rajos. La Rose. Who did a great job this year. So she beat out um, Amanda Pelkey and Chloe Stockinger, Kenny Allen, and the Alligator, um, <laughs> Alligator at Forest Lake. So um, let, uh, 
I would say a little bit of a surprise. I was kind of, I yes. kind of thought Pelkey got that all wrapped up. I thought she would as many shutouts as she had in the season, and now leading the season. her team to the Class Two A state title. Not too bad. So, Not but, too bad. But they gave it to LaRose, so congratulations to her and getting goalie of the year for the senior. So that's awesome for you. Definitely a, a good one for you to have in your Back resume. Pocket. All right. She's going to Maine. Yes, she is. Going on the East Coast. All Go the Black good ones. Bears. All I, have the, a, I have a Maine jersey. Do you? Yeah. That would be a uh, Paul yeah. Korea. In honor, of, in honor of Anna LaRose. I have a Maine jersey. Did you really? Oh, no. You should have wore it today. <laughs> you didn't know we were going to talk too, about it. It's too small now. Yeah, well, you are huge. I, I have ballooned since I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> right exactly where it should be. No, I'm kidding. All right. Um, all right, let's have a couple of mid bumps. I want to make sure and give some love, because, and I want to give some kudos out there. Yeah, the to, consolation round. Yes, for uh, Prep spots, uh, Spotlight Woo! TV, who kept me abreast of watching everything. If I couldn't be at the TRIA, I did my best to watch, and not just because – uh, I was doing a cover piece, but you know, you know what happens is you always kind of lose teams once they go over to the consolation game or the third place game. Um, so I wanted to make sure and give them some credit. Plus, I got to watch those games; they're fun games to watch. On uh, the third place rounds, uh, third place went to Minnetonka with a three-one victory over Maple Grove. That was played the XL was played earlier on Saturday, and then in the single A, Warold, who came in with the big target on their back, but got upset. Um, by Cloquet, uh, they went. Uh, they beat uh, Rochester Lewis six one to take third place in the single A. On uh, the consolation bracket, or this is where you lose your first one, but then you go win win. Uh, Roso came in strong, and they um, even though they lost their first game of the tournament, they went two in a row and they beat Hillary four nothing on su- Saturday. Su- yeah, Saturday morning, and then Hutchinson with a big four three victory over South St. Paul to win the single A consolation championship. Yay. A couple other uh, mid bumps I want to give out to. We did talk about Miss Mobley, who led all uh, skaters in the in the tournament uh, with 12 points. But some other ones I want to throw out there, too, is uh, Sarah Peterson, who was a goalie for Breck. Uh, nobody really talks about her. We've talked to her a few <laughs> times, which has been the, the Breck machine uh, with all the Lindsay gals and with Mobley. But Sarah Peterson, uh, I know she had a lot of um, – help in getting her where she's at, but she was a 3-0, obviously, in the weekend. Her goals allowed was only 0.38, not too shabby. That's pretty good. And then she had a save percentage of a 9.79, so um, she did a great job. But another one I want to give some love out there is another goalie, uh, would be the Rochester Lures goalie, uh, Corinne Hansen. reason I mentioned her is she only played uh, in two games because they, they played both goalies, but in her two games, she had 65 saves as she was 1-1 one one on the weekend, so not too bad. I want to give played her. out of her mind in that South St. Paul game. It was crazy. Yes, played very well in that one. So, yeah, I want to make sure that she got some. Uh, so she had the top uh, amount of saves for any goalie uh, for the most part. Uh, Kaminsky did have 66 saves in her three games, but I thought it was kind of cool because Corinne only played two games and she had 75 saves. So so that was uh, some kudos to her. Um, all right, moving right along, uh, there might be an issue that we want to bring up, uh, a small one, uh, as we like to talk <laughs> about issues or things that fog our cage up. Oh, man. So uh, where do we want to start? There's the obvious, uh, is everybody likes to say the elephant in the room, but there might be a gentleman or two that might have bugged Peter when he was at the X uh, Thursday through Saturday, his yeah. pilgrimage. Uh, yeah, they're just, I mean, I don't know who the guy was. I give him credit. He seemed like a legitimate fan of the Breck girls hockey program. I give him a, a mid bump for that. But 
I we were sitting next to each other during this running time in the third period, and I looked at him. And I said, "So, what do you what do you think? Is it about time to move up?" As kind of a joke, and he looked at me, and I didn't detect a hint of irony or a or a giggle out of him. And he said, "I don't know, bro. You just put the Class A title game into running time, and you gave up two I goals mean, all weekend. I, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you what are you doing?" I think then, then again, I have no opinion. I have no, opinion. and that's the beauty of this show is we can kind of speak off the top of our head without, um, I think, hurting people's feelings. But let's be honest, and this is going to be talked about over and over and over. I'm sure oh, yeah. either their AD or coach is going to be talked about it, but it's time for Breck to move up. When you've won three state championships at that level, and I know you're a small enrollment, and I know there might be some enrollment issues because uh, with the number of kids you have in the school, but there's been other schools who have made that jump. Uh, being a small private school, they've made that jump to because their program has excelled. We can talk about mm-hmm. Tatino Grace moving up in football, a level which has made them more competitive because they were a strong team. Uh, Blake, girls who moved up from single A to double A. Do you think that Blake almost serves as this ridiculous cautionary tale? Like they, they moved up. They're one of the Best double A programs in the entire state, but they haven't gone to state since they moved up to two A. So, do you think that some of the administrators and the people in charge at Breck look at that and think, "What if we get stuck in six double A with Edina and Blake and Wyzetta and Benild, and if we don't make it out of the section semis, we lose all of that free advertisement from Channel Forty Five, Fox Sports North." The Miss Hockey, All Metro, all that stuff. I think there's part of it. I know there was a person I talked to on Saturday night about like the the whole when is Breck going to move up, and they literally, uh, without having a, a horse in the race, if you would, or any kind of emotional a Mustang on the ice, a Mustang and on this in the stable, they said, you know, I think one thing that Breck is really worried about is that if they do move up to a single A and they don't have the success they have now. Kids are going to go to school there and want to play hockey. They're going to either stay home or have another choice. So it becomes more of a a business, if you would, where the AD is going. I need I need people to enroll at Breck, and if you're not coming here for the hockey piece, I'm worried about moving up for that part of my program is going to go get smaller, and kids aren't going to come to school here because I took the the chance of going out to Double A. Sure, and we don't mean to pin that on just the Breck AD. This it's interesting. There's a an intern for the Star Tribune who um, usually these post game press conferences, especially when you're looking for a quick turnaround, it's kind of perfunctory. You'll get a couple of questions about the game. You'll get maybe one or two overarching questions. But this intern, kudos to him, man. He asked both Courtney Olin and Steve Persian, the Breck head coach and the Cloquet head coach, reverse that respectively about Breck moving up. And Courtney Olin said that she wasn't really going to harp on it, but that it's, you know, she and her team work with what they have. Uh, Kiana Bender and Taylor Nelson were five-year starters, and they just had to ride them because it's not like they can pull from different communities. And Steve Persian, um, he said that that's not a question for him because it's it's not up to him. I mean, he can't can't lobby so hard that he – takes over the board of trustees or whatever Breck has. So this, he said that was a a more appropriate question for somebody, (coughs) excuse me, in a leadership role at Breck, which is true. And he's only been there. This is his first year as a second year 
as an official. Yeah, so he was a co-head coach last yeah. year, he and he's the, the head coach. The head, yeah, first year as a head, and last year as a coach. So I know, you know, he can't, he can't, he has no right to say anything. I mean, it's unfair to pin it on one specific person. It's much easier to simply throw all of our uh, ferocity at the board, which is faceless and nameless. But I think it's certainly time that Breck take a look at moving to 2A. And you know what? If you lose some of those kids, you lose some of those kids. Uh, your boys program very publicly took a step back from hockey a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. you were two goals away from going to the section final. It can be done. It'll be just fine. Steve's a good coach. They have a ton of talent there. You could move up to double A, and if you if you go to the double A state tournament, you win it all. Then, then you win it all, and nobody can say boo. Well, look at St. Thomas Academy, for example. They were at single A for a long time, having great success and playing against smaller schools, and they made the adventure and the decision to move up to double A, and they still had the success. And mind you, they've been uh, stalemated at the quarterfinal level, but they've had they've they've got the state mm-hmm. um, with that. Adventurous move, I can say that. So I would also say that if Breck gets moved up, or if Breck, they can't be this year because they do everything in a two-year cycle. Correct. If they do move up and they moved into five AA, those section finals between the carousel of Maple Grove, Blaine, Northwest Suburban, Maple Grove, Blaine, Centennial, and Breck, those would be great section semis oh, and section finals. That'd be great for them. I can see. Yeah, you can see. There's your top three right there: Blaine, Maple Grove, and. And Breck, definitely. I, w- I love to see that. I would not – I think you stick them in six. I think that's just too many too many dogs. It's already that. too many dogs yes. at one bowl. Too many – so uh, don't overstack too many of them. So, so it's, just, a, it's a little bit of a cage fogger, but it's it's certainly more complicated than I think people want it to be. People think that if we get angry enough, they'll move up right now. That's not how this works. And I know on the other side of it, you know, if you're <laughs> on the single-A side and you're like, seriously, come on. And – we could be angry and we could be like, you know, if we could just move Breck out of that division, yep. then all eight teams are going to be very competitive. Even if Waro jumps in as a number one, it's still going to be very competitive. They've been competitive the last two years, yeah. been the number one coming into the tournament. But there's also the factor that if you move Breck out or if you move any team out that you feel is too strong, another team is going to fill that vacuum. And as soon as you win, you know, two state championships – in a row, people are going to start squawking about too much dominance and all this other gobbledygook because nobody wants to watch dominance. They, they want to watch Hoosiers over and over and over and over again. Let me tell you something. You can't have Hoosiers without Duke. Correct. You catch my drift. You can't, I, have, a fan, you can't have a great Cinderella story if there's no evil stepmother. I do think that on the one side of it, I think that people can really appreciate associations and communities that make it to state that win everything you can look at and over and you can take other pieces where there's somebody that shows up on the doorstep of as a senior and they're elite from another community and also they show up on the doorstep mom or dad gets transferred to you know Eden Prairie or gets transferred to Andover and also they got this elite player that helps the team go from super awesome to like oh my gosh they're amazing but I think that's the beauty is like when you coming from a uh, public school, and you do have success because these are guys have all or gals have all come together, played together since they were mites or played since they were squirts, what have you. I think that just means a little bit more as opposed to when you've got the Hill Murrays who had their couple years of dominance, or you have a Benilde who have a couple years of dominance, and now you're seeing with Blake and seeing with Breck. I just think from an, a public school perspective and just a, a community side, they really love when an Andover can still rise, be successful, and can thrive and, and be the top of the mountain. 
And I'm not, and I'm not dis- disrespecting anything about the private schools because I think there's a lot of good things about private schools. I went to were, private school. You did. <laughs> so I don't want to, and my wife went to private school and that's, it's done amazing things for her. So I'm not taking that away from her, but I, I just know from an association side and community side, when you're using resources inside your city limits, as opposed to anybody that can come in there, of course, open enrollment can throw a twitch into her too. So they yep. can, um, I, I have one last comment on recruiting. I think that people hear recruiting and they assume that a specific school's head coach is flying around the country with a notebook and a bunch of email addresses and is actively looking to poach players from other teams. That's not how this works, okay? You have success. You have a good run of success. These players play together in the offseason on these elite teams at USA Hockey Camps, and if you're a kid who's tired of the Tier 1 grind of playing 60-odd games all over the dang country, you got to fly out on Thursday, you don't get back till Sunday, and you're looking for a model that will still send you where you want to go, which Minnesota girls high school hockey has proven it can do year in and year out. That looks pretty tempting. How many fortune 500 companies are in Minnesota? There's a lot about a a million. There's a a million. You can, you can get a good job. Easy transfer. It's a, it's a great place to live. It's the best high school hockey in the country. It's not even close. The talent comes to the success that it does. Talent matriculates. no coach is going out with a notebook saying, all right, I got to get this player from this team and we're going to offer you a fruit basket. It's just, that's just not how, no, it's not how it happens. I know on the uh, people may see it that way, but there's other sports, not just the hockey side of it, but basketball and football. Oh yeah. Every, uh, every other sport is going through this and, and I guarantee Minnesota we're here, but I get to, I guarantee there's other States are having, Oh, it's terror in California. It's just, Oh, I'm sure it's city to city and open here, and I'm going to get out of Southern and go to this town, and yep. and I'm sure it goes all over. So and anyway. It's also not a new phenomenon. No. There were players moving around in the 60s and 70s, you nostalgia grubbers. Yep. Go down to Texas football and find out Yikes. how many people stayed put in their hometown. But, hey, uh, again, congratulations to Andover and Breck for <laughs> being state champions. You can't yeah. take that away from you. So, um, unless you're Houston Astros in their tread, but nothing like that happened. Nothing like that. Had to put a little plug there. All right. Um, last segment of the day, we're got to make sure that we check in with Peter to make sure we find everything out about him. Or even if he doesn't want to know, if we know, we want to know some other things. So down the road, we can either use them against him or we can just talk about it. That's in, usually how this in goes. In small conversations or pizza joints. All right. Three questions. Let's throw them at Peter. Peter, what is your favorite plant? Plant. I've always been a big fern guy. Really? Yeah. Low maintenance. Um, one of my favorite bars doesn't exist anymore, but it was called Fabulous Ferns. And yeah, I'm kind of a fern guy. I catch a trend. I'm not, I'm not a big plant guy in general. No. I'm sorry. No plants are good. Barry over there is, is needing a new Does friend. Does jasmine or... count as a plant? Um, do you need water and is it green? It's not green. I mean, part of it might be green. My dad grew jasmine in our backyard every summer there you when go. I was growing up. Wonderful. All right, Peter, question number two. What is the last book you read? The last book that I read. Like the last book that I read for the first time or the last book that last I read? Last book you read. Last book. Not I an re- article, <laughs> not a computer, not a story, not a newspaper, but the last book you read. I reread Play Their Hearts Out, which is about... It's actually the writer's from Minnesota, and he won a Pulitzer writing for the Pioneer Press. His name is George Dorman. It's called Play Their Hearts Out. It's, he followed an AAU basketball team for eight years since they were in, I believe, the fourth grade 
up until they graduated from high school. Wow. And it is this wild ride between this coach who finds a kid, turns him into, he put him on the cover of Sports Illustrated for crying out loud, as the next LeBron James. His name is Demetrius Walker. And the kid's career after he goes gets on the cover of Sports Illustrated just kind of crumbles because he was never taught how to actually play basketball. He was never taught how to play guard, which he needed to do as he got older. Mm. And it was all hype. The wow. coach essentially paraded him around the country as the best player in the country. He's going to go to the NBA. He's going to be the best player ever. Kid never learned how to handle the ball. Wow. And it is a, it is a, it's a, a cautionary tale. It is an adventure. It is a mystery. It is an, it's a very American story. Hmm. There's a guy who ends up being incredibly successful and financially stable, and then there's the the kid trying to scrap his way through Grand Canyon University. I think that's where he ended up. Oh, really? I have a uh, friend who's who plays hockey at Grand yeah. Canyon State. But if you're involved with youth sports, I would I would recommend checking that book out. You will burn through it. Mm. You will burn through it. I'm captivated by that one. It makes you feel really good about all of the quote-unquote negative things happening in Minnesota hockey because this is on a national stage like these right. kids go to tournaments yeah, all hey, over hey, the country. that's all over that's not just oh my state state championship and that's and that's where coaches legitimately buy players and fly them in have them play for specific teams is is wild it's like it's like watching a John Wayne movie except the hero doesn't win okay mm, we'll have to check that out after get through Elton John and then uh, Theo um Theodore Roosevelt. That's the next one. I'm still chugging through. Like, your father's supposed to get that for me. That's right. I'm still chugging through the William Finnegan autobiography. Okay. Something about surfing. Dude. I don't even remember. It's been kind of a long read so far. It has been. You get interrupted by hockey. All right, third question <laughs> as we get interrupted one more time. Peter, uh, all of Minnesota girls high school hockey is wondering, is Peter Odney a TikTok guy or not? It depends. I was a Vine guy when Vine came out. Mm, Vine was awesome. Vine was great. And I've seen some TikToks that have been pretty interesting. The TikTok cooking ones I really like. Cooking with Steve, that's a good one. But Old man Steve, you got to check it out. If I get trampled over by one more child who steps on my backpack, which is filled with electronics and expensive things, and is screaming, let's do a TikTok! Give me your phone, we're doing a TikTok! Get out of my way, we're doing a TikTok! I'm going to pop you one. Public service announcement by Peter Andre. And by pop you one, I mean... I'm probably not going to do anything because you're not my kid. But, oh, my gosh, the freaking TikToks, man. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're doing TikToks, please stay out of the audio and the photographers. Please well. stay out of the handicap seating section. Oh, yes. And there's green. There's a reason why there's green tape at the You're not the supposed X. to be down there. That's for photographers and credentialed and media people. Staff members. Yes. So that they can get around the arena. Yeah. They put holes in that window for a reason. Not for TikTokers. It's not for TikToks. It would be funny if a TikTok, somebody's doing a TikTok, and they put their phone, and somehow it falls through that hole. You know, I've thought about that before. During the action of high school. Here it is, five seconds left in the state championship, 2-2, and I'm TikToking, and my phone's now on the ice. Honestly thought about that when Andover won the game. My camera isn't wide, wasn't wide enough, and the angle I was shooting from couldn't get the entire team. So I had my phone, and I was trying to stick my phone out through the photo mm. hole, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what if I dropped my phone out? Oh, there? my gosh. It would have felt... That would have been so. Uh, that would have been the worst I ever felt. That'd have been fine. No, that's fine. I'll just go on the ice and get it. No problem. I got yeah, a, Excuse me. I've got a wristband that's pink, and hey, I can Peyton get Hemp, hand me my phone. <laughs> Ph. All right. Well, Peter, let's. Uh, I think we made it. Let's close the door. I think we did it. 
Thanks uh, for being with us today. I hope you've appreciated the last 30 minutes of wrapping up the season, wrapping up the tournament, wrapping up Miss Hockey, Miss Goalie, our mitt bumps, our cage foggers uh, for another great season. Uh, Peter, thanks again for all the smartness that you bring to the entire show as well as your camaraderie and as well as your frankness. I Honestly, I couldn't be prouder of the girls this year. I think it was... It was some of the best hockey I've ever seen, boys or girls, no matter the level. Uh, we set an attendance record. I say, I say we like I had anything to do with it. You did. You, you helped people come into the building. The two-game session at the X broke the record. There were 5,200 people there. There the you go. The lower bowl was almost totally full, as it should be for these incredible athletes. Um, thank you for letting us wander around the arena. Thank you for letting us do our interviews. Thank you for allowing us to take pictures and thank you for being so open. We really appreciate it. And it's, it's enough to make a grown man cry. So wait till next year. Horizon is going to be girls. Oh hockey is just man. Keep exploding. But Hey, until then, remember it's not his ice. So take, her ice. take care of yourself and each other. And we'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget you